stargazers, welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take any topic that is astrological or related to relationships and romance, and I investigate under the lens of Sinistry Astrology, otherwise known as Love or Relationship Astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misek, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me for today. So since it has been a little while since we have covered Aspect episodes, I decided that today would be a good day to actually cover that. This aspect is usually, I mean, it's actually found, I found it in a, a, a couple of people, uh, a couple people's charts. Um, so I think it's just a little bit more common than I had realized. Um, but this is also an aspect where a lot of astrologers kind of back away from the person in subject. And that is what we call in the astrological community, a Hades moon, otherwise known as Pluto conjunct the moon today. I can kind of see where a lot of astrologers or those who own metaphysical shops and kind of gauge whether or not they want to hire somebody based off of their astrology chart. Kind of understand why a lot of people kind of move away from this transit or from people who have this, not this transit, but this aspect. And why um, a lot of people move away from those who have this aspect. Um, you know, really, more than anything with Pluto, especially when it's conjunct a personal planet such as this. And this one's a toughie. This one's a tough uh, aspect to kind of live down for the natives who actually have it. But um, for those who have this aspect, the emotional realm gets really serious really fast. I think it kind of goes without saying that the emotional realm is really intensely charged. And these individuals also have a really horrible, nasty critic inside themselves. And I do have some experience with uh, a Hades moon, Pluto conjunct the moon. I'll reveal how, though, towards the end of the episode, because I don't want this episode just to be about me. I do want to extend a little bit into um, the uh, the charts that I've seen um, Pluto conjunct the moon being within and what this could mean for individuals, um, kind of extend it outward for individuals who might have this aspect. But yeah, I would say an intensely nasty, nasty critic. Like um, those who have Pluto conjunct the moon, I would not be surprised if they are inclined to looking at themselves in the mirror. And while we all are inclined to saying bad and nasty things about ourselves, when we look in the mirror, Pluto conjunct the moon natives go really far. Like they almost punch themselves in the gut with their own rhetoric or with their own thoughts. So like, instead of just, oh yeah, I look fat today. Maybe I need to cover this area. Maybe I need to cover that area. It's more like you look fat. You look like a slob. You look like a loser. I don't know how this day is going to go for you today. You know, that's how, how much farther they can go. And I, I would even say that's like scratching the surface of the inner critic. The most people who have a Hades moon or Pluto conjunct the moon really have. And the emotional realm, I mean, um, a lot of it, a lot of astrologers unfortunately point out like how this aspect is very negative as opposed to some of the, the positive traits, which actually I do have to applaud Astro King 
Astrology King, sorry, as well as astrology.com for actually pointing out some of the positives of this aspect because they're very, the positives of this aspect are very few and far in between. And this has been the case uh, since I started looking into it in like the 90s, like 90s to the aughts. And even when I started um, to take an astrology 101 class, you know, how to read your chart, um, there were a lot of different uh, input or a lot of different, you know, sources that were mentioning more the negatives as opposed to the positives of this particular uh, transit or this particular aspect. So with this particular aspect, I mean, a lot that's focused on is that these the natives can have very volcanic or even explosive emotions. It just depends on which factors are at play when it comes to the planets around Pluto conjunct the moon, if there are other planets around it, or if it's also placed in a very volatile placement in the chart. Um, volatile placements, I would say, would be like the first house, you know, or any sort of public house, like I would say first through fourth houses can be pretty like a volatile almost sort of position or having like volatile moods. But to get into astrology.com as well as as Astrology King, um, they both had actually mentioned that um, the volcanic moods and the volcanic um, emotional nature usually starts off when this individual has what they call a quote-unquote dark mood. And dark moods can be just exactly that. Like this person, when this person has a bad day, they're more likely to kind of think the worst about the world, about the people around them. They're more likely inclined, like when they're chewed out by their boss or when they're chewed out by, you know, a director, or if they're, if you're, if they happen to be like an actor, they're chewed out by a director. Or if they're just not having one of the, the, they're just having one of those days where everything's going wrong and everything's going awry, they're more prone to thinking it as someone's against them, or they're more prone to thinking of kind of paranoid thoughts and get into these dark moods of why should I even bother getting out of bed today? I had a really crappy day. Um, you know, I'd like to sleep it off or I'd like to, you know, go to bed and completely forget that this day even existed or, you know, with some individuals, um, I've literally heard, you know, I've had a really crappy day or I've had a really crappy couple of days or they'll like extend one day to a couple of days. And then they'll also just say, you know, everyone's out to, to get me. Everyone's against me. Everyone hates me. Why should I even bother? And, um, you know, with these dark moons, I do have to encourage those who do have Pluto conjunct the moon, otherwise known as a Hades moon, to really... Try to look at the silver. I know this is easier said than done. And I know for Pluto conjunct the moon natives, this is, this is almost like chalkboard nails on the chalkboard, but it does pay to kind of do this, um, a little bit and it, it'll help you immensely in the future. If ever there are dark moods or dark days or, and you know, anything that kind of, you know, brings a cloud over your, your nice sunny day. Um, I would just say, you know, when you're having that bad day or you're prone to that really dark mood, you know, that that's just that ever pervasive mood, try to see if there are positives 
either to the bad day, if there are some positives to the criticisms that she received throughout the day, if there are positives um, that you can just see when it comes to the individuals and also giving individuals the benefit of the doubt who may have overseen the bad day um, with you. Um, you know, maybe give them the benefit of the doubt. They didn't know that your boss would chew you out. Or maybe your co-stars didn't know that the director would chew you out if you're an actor or if you happen to be an actor in your profession or if you happen to be a, you have a very creative profession and the person in charge happens to chew you out. Maybe like giving it the benefit of the doubt if you're collaborating with other people that maybe they didn't have a heads up or maybe they didn't know that this was going, that was, this was going to happen. And instead of falling prone to paranoia and instead of falling prone to maybe some conspiracy theories, um, maybe just try to see like the blessings out of the situation and also the positives out of the situation. Trust me, I know it sounds counterintuitive for those who have aspects. And for those of you who have aspects, you're probably thinking, God, Sandra, what, what's up with you? But trust me, I know from, from some experience with this, so you're dealing with an individual with this uh, particular aspect, that uh, that actually does help. You know, if you uh, try to count your blessings, especially, and maybe see the blessing out of the situation, that actually can help you to constructively resolve not only the problem, but also see a broader perspective. And I know for those who have Hades moons in their chart, the broader perspective, just like with Scorpio, having the most broadest perspective possible is like a big old thumbs up. That That's the one thing that they aim for. Um, I've known somebody who actually said they love um, hawks because Hawks give like a, the epitome of a bird's eye view. They also love eagles in that regard. Um, and really, they love that bird's eye point of view to just see all people at play, everything at play, and how to maybe fit in to the solution as opposed to creating more of the problem behind the scenes. But speaking of positives, along with being broad-minded – um, individuals, those who have Pluto conjunct the moon also are, um, so according to astrology.com, and I did not know this um, prior, and I've been an astrology nerd for quite some time, since 2013, but I had no idea of this um, prior, but I thought it was very interesting that was mentioned that these are individuals who not only keep goals, but they actually do their best. They actually are very focused, like laser-focused, laser-sharp-focused individuals. And they actually seek to meet their goals and bring their goals to fruition. I think that's one of their strengths, to be honest. They know how to transform, you know, the ick that's going on inside of them um, into something that will really be very productive and that will help them advance forward in their future careers and their future goals in a company um, or just even, you know, just really just pursuing um, a future career as well. If they're young and they, they are like set on becoming an actor or they're set on becoming a writer, they, they really buckle, they are individuals who really buckle down. 
And when they say they, they've worked hard, they mean it. <laughs> they definitely mean it. They, you know, like I said, not only laser sharp focus, not only do they apply that, but also they, uh, they seem to just, uh, you know, really apply very deep thinking. Um, coming up to deep understandings, you know, taking very surface material, um, such as, you know, a pamphlet on particular said, um, desired career or taking just the bare bone facts that maybe, um, the, the statistics pages, um, online can give about a particular career. And this person can siphon a deeper truth for themselves to see what exactly they need to do for that career as well, or they like to find out the deeper, the things that are like hidden under the rocks, so to speak. They like to lift up a lot of rocks and like to see what's under the rocks, but especially with careers, they're more likely to meet with counselors and ask really nitty gritty questions, you know, that are really needed for that profession as well. And, you know, really just kind of make sure that goal and that that venture is met. They're really very, they can be very astute and very serious individuals, almost like those who have Saturn conjunct their moon. I think the seriousness is just a little bit different, whereas Pluto is more like laser focused, Pluto conjunct the moon. I feel like Saturn is far more like principled and organized. But um, either way, um, I would say those with Pluto conjunct the moon are very principled, like they're very, they're very serious and astute in what they really want to do with their lives. And then I mentioned the second biggest benefit to those who have Pluto conjunct the moon, and that is these individuals can, so speaking of dark moods and speaking of feeling paranoid or being prone to weaving conspiracy theories into their lives. Uh, these individuals can actually take, you know, so they have very, very profound subconscious minds and good chance they really know how profound their subconscious mind is. These are individuals who probably will have very vivid dreams, whether they want to, whether they want those dreams or not, they have them. And um, they're also, they have very vivid psychic ability or very vivid intu intuitive ability. And, um, you know, with that said, sometimes I think Astrology King has mentioned, you really just have to be careful if you have this, if you're a native of this particular aspect, because um, that subconscious desire if there are any underlying subconscious things that happen, like say you saw something, you had a psychic impression that was super negative, making sure that that super negativity does not become infused into your relationships. Or say that you have an impression on life that's very deep, that's very profound, but it leads towards the nitty gritty, making sure that not having that nitty gritty also come into relationships because that's a lot of these individuals are prone to having either really subconscious fears or subconscious things come to the surface, especially when there's a, a, a important relationship or just a relationship brewing. So these individuals can actually turn that ick or they can turn that nastiness or that nitty grittiness 
into something far more profound. Um, actually, I think with Astrology King, he went even so far as to add, most of these individuals can actually become their own psychotherapists uh, when it comes down to the stuff that's causing their inner critic to just set off and go off at all times of the day, um, the stuff that kind of makes them more destructive to other people. And also, I mean, they can really transform the stuff that really ails them emotionally, that kind of causes emotional meltdowns or the lead up to emotional meltdowns as well. Um, and normally that when they do come to profound, when they do come to insights, um, first and foremost, when they're their own counselors, they do come up to the most profound conclusions ever uh, when it comes down to the lessons that they learned. And these are lessons that will follow them into, I think, all throughout, into their adulthood and even beyond. It's like that 40-year knowledge as opposed to the four-minute knowledge. A good example that I could have of this would be you know, Jodie Foster um, does have this particular transit in her chart. It's in her ninth house in Virgo. And, uh, you know, two things I can see with the transformative ability and also with the principled aspect, going back to the principled aspect is if you kind of see her, you know, see her early work within Taxi Driver, um, especially where she played a young prostitute in that film, and then see where she is right now. Um, I would, you know, really within her young and young adult years or her early career, I kind of felt like a lot of her roles, even though they really um, kind of really pushed the envelope uh, tremendously, I think really more than anything, those roles kind of helped her to find a constructive outlet when it came to dark emotions or to dark, you know, like dark emotions that were kind of bubbling up to the surface for her, or maybe just some dark realizations that she was coming to when it came to life. And maybe some things were intensely frustrating her. These really intense roles might have been that outlet to just let it out and like really feel kind of sane and kind of back to normal or as close to normal, quote unquote, whatever that is as possible. But I find the way that she really transformed was, you know, right when she showed, she was one of those with Jodie Foster. She was one who not only went to college, I think she went to Yale, if I'm remembering correctly, very much like Claire Danes and uh, Maya Bialik. But uh, she was one of the few, the, actually the first um, child actor to really seek a higher education, hence the ninth house. And with that higher education, I believe that she actually found out how, I really felt like she went to college or went into a university thinking of how can I profoundly shift my career uh, from just being that of a child actress who's just like push, pushing the envelope whenever she can get it. And sometimes it's profound and sometimes it just doesn't really hit the mark to being a sophisticated adult actor um, who is being taken very seriously and whose roles are being taken very seriously. And I think really um, throughout her, you know, university days, um, I think, like I said, with uh, I think she attended Yale, if I'm remembering correctly. I could be wrong on this one. But uh, I just, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if she had that goal of, I want to become a more serious actor. I want to do more profound things with my craft. 
and really sought how to do that um, within her higher education. And I think actually when she came out, she was able to do that. You know, her roles shifted dramatically and they weren't just, you know, push the, the envelope controversial sort of roles that waggled eyebrows. They were more, little more thought was being put into the roles that she came out with. And also not just that, but I think she even produced a number of films that were far more, um, you know, actually reached a more broader audience, but also that had more to say than just, hey, look at me, I'm being young, I'm being naive, and I'm pushing the envelope. It was more like, here, here's something that that really is near and dear to my heart, and that I really want more people to understand in, in watching this movie. And also, you know, my part, my role in this, I hope that people come to a better understanding um, of the the subject at hand. And I feel that that's um, a kind of a role and kind of a goal with Jodie Foster to this very day. So kind of embodying really both the, you know, the principled and setting the goals, but also transforming, transforming from the nastier side to the more positive side and more enlightened side, I would say. Another good example Another individual who has a Hades moon in her chart is that of Mel. Her former former name was that of Melody Holt. Her name is actually now Melody Cherie. She went back to her maiden name. I respect her for that. I know that's a that's a it can be a little tricky sometimes after you've divorced someone. Um, but uh, with Melody, she actually I think um really where she kind of transformed from the ick side to a more enlightened side was that it was when she had divorced Martel Holt and um, her Pluto conjunct the moon is actually in her seventh house in Scorpio. So dealing with relationships, but um, there is a prayer that I think she had recited and it was something like, God, give me the strength to leave this relationship. If I'm wrong, let me be wrong and try to make things right, as opposed to staying in a relationship that was that's wrong for me. Um, a lot of individuals who are love and marriage um, in Huntsville fans really cite that one prayer a lot. Um, and say like how wonderfully profound that was, um, that Melody and also gutsy too for Melody to, um, mention that on the air, but it really inspired them to leave abusive boyfriends or inspired them to leave abusive husbands or husbands who weren't very faithful. Um, but I felt like with Melody and her transformation, she went from, you know, the dark stages of having to feel oppressed and having to rely on someone who was not there for the relationship and feeling those dark emotions, feeling the paranoia and feeling the dark stormy clouds surrounding her because of that to actually evolving to a very, being a very independent individual who's actually a better mother to her children because of the departure and because she also really stayed true to herself as well. She's a better human being all the way around. So the overall overarching lesson in this um, episode is that those who do find themselves as having Pluto conjunct the moon and 
conjunct can mean either within a degree's worth of difference or whether it's like Jodie Foster where there's about like three to five degrees worth of difference. With Melody Holt, I think it was more like a degree or two worth of difference. But it's within five degrees worth of difference and five degrees of each other. Um, I think this is a really intensely profound lesson is that you can be better than, you know, being a really sensitive individual prone to dark moods. Aside from prone to being prone to dark moods, I think with astrology.com, they'd also mentioned that um, a lot of people who have this position do not take criticisms very well. Um, especially if they're feeling like they're being attacked or the criticisms are not really well put. Like um, if, it, if somebody is as clumsy as like, say, my last employer was, where he's just kind of saying whatever comes to his mind and just kind of, you know, shooting at random fish in a barrel – um, that's really not going to be taken too well by these individuals. And I think, um, you know, really the lesson overall is that um, as individuals who have a Hades moon, they can actually intensely shift their emotions. They can actually intensely shift themselves, but it does take a regenerative mindset. And I think really like with Melody Holt, where she had a prayer, I think with Jodie Foster, where, she looked at maybe a lot of acting greats and really came up to her her profound role of let me shift my roles, let me shift my acting career in order to, you know, be a little more profound or not even just more profound, just kind of, you know, really just kind of mention or really kind of dive into issues that I want to dive into or dive into issues that I find are very important. I really just find that, you know, overall, whenever the indivi these individuals or whether um, individuals who have um, Pluto conjunct the moon, when they do uh, do the transformative work, which is, by the way, deep and usually involves the mind, um, a lot of great things could happen in their lives and or a lot of great things can just happen. Sometimes it might have to take an affirmation. Sometimes it might have to take a profound, um, like I, you know, um, my, from my personal experience with someone who has this transit, it was um, a profound philosophy that really helped. Um, you know, it, really there can be a lot of great work that can be done and a really lot of great personal transformation that can be done and done for the good of all. I really think that this transit, it's really more of the karma involved. If uh, you want to take a look at karmic astrology a little bit, the karma involved with this transit is actually coming to that, not only coming to that transformation, but also helping others as well as yourself to come to better, more profound, deeper stages in life. And uh, it does happen. You know, for those of you who have um, a, a Hades moon in your chart, and you're, you're thinking, oh my God, this is never going to happen. Oh my God, I'm always in really dark moods. I'm just so traumatic, all this, that, and the other thing. It does happen. Um, you will come to that point in your life. Normally for many individuals, this, the point of transformation comes pretty early on. Um, I think it's because we have the granddaddy of generational planets, Pluto, 
conjunct a very personal planet. And I find that deep insights come very early on and they don't stop coming. Once they start coming, they start rolling in. Um, and it could happen at very early ages. But actually, I think a lot of profound insights happen at very early ages, along with intense emotional situations like turbulent waters in that regard. So, um, when it comes to uh, the aspects episode, I always like to think of who would be a good, you know, like what if this individual, there's an individual who has a Hades moon in their chart, you know, who would be a good fit for this individual? Like what sort of descriptors would be a good fit for this particular individual? And I would say actually the best fit would be somebody who is not only very patient, but I would say kind of like with Jodie Foster, um, where she's a Scorpio, where she has a Scorpio sun and her moon as well as Pluto is in Virgo. So she's kind of like more of a water earth sort of type. I would actually recommend the mutable signs of either Pisces or, um, I'm blanking. So sorry. Or Virgo to help them out with the situations at hand. For those who are more fire and air types, um, I would say, and I, you know, also with Melody, um, uh, Cherie, I would also recommend possibly either an earth, you know, like she's more of a water earth type. So I'd recommend either Pisces or Virgo as well too. For those who find themselves as either um, earth or not earth, sorry, fire or air types, my goodness, my brain's doing like mental gymnastics for some reason. Um, I recommend either a Sagittarian or Geminian. The reasons why I'm, I'm recommending mutable signs is that these are individuals, mutable signs are basically like people who are like ducks with water. The water just goes right off their back. The turbulent storms just kind of don't phase them. And whenever you're having a rocky moment that could influence and impact the relationship, they're more likely to just kind of let it go. They might confront you in the moment. They might confront your BS and they might kind of correct you on your BS in the moment, which I actually think is a good thing for those who have a Hades moon. As much as they are sensitive there needs to be somebody who's correcting the BS that they're constructing, those conspiracy theories that they're constructing. They need somebody who will destruct those conspiracy theories or the conspiracy theory sort of thinking and actually help that person to ground a little bit more and kind of see the present moment as it truly is. So um, definitely the mutable signs can help with that. But also they don't take things so personally and hold grudges as with fixed signs and as with cardinal signs or as, as they tend to do. And I think that really they can kind of forgive. They can kind of somewhat forget, um, but all the way around, they're able to move forward with you. And like I said, destruct those you know negative thinking patterns along the way. Um, I also think someone who is patient because people who have a Hades moon can be a lot to handle. I, I'm going to, I speak from experience on this. They are a lot to handle. 
Um, they're very sensitive um, when it comes to any sort of criticisms. They're also just very sensitive in life in general. Sometimes when just things are just going south and if they're not really highly evolved, it just kind of weighs them down very easily and can kind of get to them. So someone who is patient and also I'd say someone who's lighthearted and who has a sense of humor and who's able to just kind of ride everything out and help this individual to ride things out, I think will also be a good fit for them. And stargazers, the final reveal. Um, since I've mentioned things like I've had personal experiences with this aspect, and I I know from personal experience, and if you kind of feel like a lot of my input was really kind of personal, personally driven, uh, that's because yours truly also has a Hades moon. Yeah, if Pluto conjunct the moon, it's also really kind of interesting. Um, I also have Saturn in the mix as well, too, which has just been really interesting all the way around. So I got to cover those aspects in future episodes. But I do have Pluto conjunct the moon. And I really, you know, as I was reading the descriptions, there are times where I still have to watch myself when it comes to my moods, when it comes to my emotions. And furthermore, because Pluto conjunct my moon is in my third house in Libra. Um, I really have to watch it when it comes to words because my words get really sharp and really cutting when I'm in a bad mood and when I'm in a, the, one of those dark moods, so to speak. I can be sharp with myself and I can also be sharp with other people. And I've, I've actually gone so far as to make other people cry in the past and I don't feel so great when that happens. But for me, my profound moments were, you know, when I was a teenager, I know I focused on my weight a lot because I grew up in the 90s. There was the flat tummy. And also I had um, a lot of zits on my face. So it was like, you know, basically airbrush, the airbrushed look was really very popular back then. I didn't really realize that there was such a thing as airbrushing. Um, until I was in my adult years. But, you know, having the really clear skin and a flat tummy was really desirous. And so there were times where I thought I looked fat. And there are times where I looked like a frog, um, even though I didn't. And I did find a profound shift when between summer of eighth and ninth grade, where I just looked at myself in the mirror. And it's like, you know, I am so I remember just saying to myself, I'm so bored and getting depressed over little cosmetic things such as this. And I finally just said, why don't you just try to embrace your imperfections as perfections? And that one statement still carries with me. Actually, it's been carrying with me recently since I have gained weight and I'm really trying to tone it down so it doesn't look like I'm just sloppy and letting myself go. But I make sure to take a look at how my imperfections are perfections, that maybe the extra padding around my waist actually is giving me more of a figure than what I've ever had in my life. And that's actually part of being a, a woman. Um, that maybe a little bit of excess um, on the in the, the stomach area 
you know, might be of benefit as well, too. Again, that that adds a little bit of a curve, um, of course, within moderation. It's like I'm not promoting obesity, but it's like, you know, just basically kind of promoting how to maybe just tone what I have and work with that instead, you know, kind of work with that as opposed to making these really pointless, very high goals that won't be achieved, that can that can't be achieved, knowing my age and knowing, you know, just knowing me in general, knowing my dietary habits. But uh, I think another radical shift also came for me at 17 when I started to deal with the beginnings of generalized anxiety disorder. And uh, my main goal in that was to find out how to heal, how to, you know, ease the panic attacks down. And when I finally found that out about a year later, you know, kind of towards the end of uh, junior year of high school and going into senior year of high school, I kind of felt like that was a time for me to regenerate um, most of it was early exposure therapy. It's like confront the fear, white knuckle the fear, and really just kind of handle it that way. But as much as it sounds counterintuitive, it actually helped me to find coping mechanisms and it helped me to heal and helped me to regenerate into a more enlightened and also a better person who is able to live life. But I have to continually remind myself as someone who has this transit or as someone who has this aspect rather in her natal chart that things do get better. Um, you know, you might, you know, periodically deal with some storm clouds, but things do get better and that um, things can radically transform themselves periodically. So with that all said, Stargazers, this is my episode on the Hades moon or Pluto conjunct the moon. I do hope that it was helpful for you. As always, do not be afraid to go out, look up at the stars. It can give us a little bit of a break with the, well, first off, Mercury retrograde is done as of the 14th. Yay! I have to tell you, it's been, it's been hanging out near my natal Mercury and it's been affecting me badly. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that that's done. But of course, we do have Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, actually not Uranus, it's just Jupiter, Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, and Pluto that we're dealing with. And I think without all the personal planets being in retrograde, I think we're able to handle the generational planets and their retrogrades just a little bit better, I'd like to think. But I think, again, too, uh, the retrograde parade can definitely give us um, a lot to contend with. So looking up at the stars can give us a nice little break from that. And above all, we look at our origins of astrology. But above all, stargazers, I do hope that between now and next week, I do find you well. And until then, stargazers, I will talk with you then. If you want to contact Sandra Misek, you can do so at either Misek, M-I-S-E-K dot Sandra at gmail.com. You can also contact her at her Instagram page at Sandra dot Misek, M-I-S-E-K. Also, for as little as $2 a month, you can, be, you can become a Patreon to this podcast. Visit patreon.com forward slash 7th House Astrology for more details.